What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. What's up, everybody? Alex Caruso has a ring, and you can find me on Twitter at one two two two. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Maverick. You can find me on social media at Heartbreak Double Underscore Kid. I am on my couch instead of sitting at my desk. Um, the Browns are back, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Aaron, you look hey. super comfy right now. I am comfy. <laughs> <laughs> now the couch looks like it's like grabbing you and holding you in place. So, oh, man. let's go ahead and jump into sports. Um, sorry about no episode last week. We just didn't have much to talk about. But here we are. It, and we have happens. stuff to talk about. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> LeBron uh, has just, as we're recording has just won his fourth ring. We are watching to see who wins finals MVP. You will get that reaction from us as this goes on. But the Lakers absolutely routed the heat in this last game. And I'm feeling good. I, for one, Colby, am feeling good right now. There are a lot of people on my timeline that are not feeling good. And that's okay. We can talk about it. (laughs) but i'm feeling good too (laughs) i feel great at long last and on tentacumpo has won a championship as predicted just as Uh, we all thought going into the season man just it's cost us by the way so like even if this was a normal season like non-bubble like i don't know i'm i'm in the camp that believes that doing it in this kind of environment after having those months off coming back, getting back into playing shape, like in that like closed environment and being away from your family for so long, I feel like that's, that's just as difficult as winning any final. Like there's going to be people that say that this is, I already see the Twitter trolls that are always like, Oh, it's the Mickey mouse ring. But (laughs) But also, um, as we're recording, LeBron just won Finals MVP. That is official now. Well deserved. Very well deserved. Finals MVP in year seventeen. In his seventeenth year in the league, just won Finals MVP. Put up, I think, thirty eleven and nine. Oh no, thirty eleven and ten when they took him out this game. And it's he's won a Finals MVP hell. with three different teams as well. It's super impressive. Um, LeBron's the best Laker of all time. (laughs) 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 The greatest Laker. (laughs) So the narrative was like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, you got to do something with the Lakers. Like, there you go. He brought you your championship. He he did what he came to do. Shout out to Rob Palenka for trading away the baby. Was, Was it Magic or Rob that traded away the babies for AD? Uh, I think Rob was the GM and Magic was like the president of basketball operations. Okay, yeah. so it was Rob. So shout out to to, to Rob Polinka for for trading away all the babies who, uh, you know, apparently it was the potential. Though <laughs> they gave away so man, <laughs> you got a top five player in the NBA. <laughs> Screw that noise. If Rondo's hitting threes and you have AD on the in the block, you're gonna win a championship. Also, Rondo, two rings. The first player to win rings with the Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah. And now officially has more rings than Paul Pierce, which makes me happy. <laughs> Danny so Green. Now, Danny Dan- Green is a three-time okay. champion. 
So I'm not going to give voice to all the crappy people that do crappy things and say crappy things about Danny Green. Shout out to Danny Green. Three championships, three separate teams, and is an integral part of each one. I don't care what mm-hmm. you say. Even if he's not hitting shots, he is a good defender. He is a good defender. And he's, he's usually guarding one of those, those like Duncan Robinson types, the, you know, the, the shot makers, uh, those guards, those shooting guards on the other team that are usually the superstars or the ones that are the shot makers. When he's on, he's probably the best – well, I don't know about the best 3 and D player of all time, but he is like the prototype of a 3 and D player. And when he's off, he's still a good D player. A good player. I'm just really happy right now. Y'all know LeBron's my guy. So I'm just, I'm just stoked that he won the championship. Aaron, how are you feeling right now? I'm happy for LeBron. I mean, I've been saying that he's the greatest player of all time for a while. I feel like the people who don't say that – the goalposts just continually move. Um, but I'm happy for him. Yeah. This was an absolutely dominant performance from the Lakers in this game. Game six, it was looking uh, – not game six, game five. It was looking a little dicey. I'm the one that said Lakers in five, so mea culpa on that one. But, like – the Lakers came out and they proved that they, they had the best two players on the planet in this series. Yeah, they were really good. And I think, like, there's not much more to say than that. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are both really good at basketball. And Jimmy Butler is really good at basketball, too. He is. And we can talk about that in a second, too. I mean, I, I'm a, I want to talk about the Heat as well. But, like, I mean, AD, like, I mean – I'm a, Le- I'm a LeBron guy, and I wanted LeBron to win finals MVP. But the way the series was going, like, you could have made a case for AD as well. I mean, like, he – I feel like he's going to be a force from – like, if you know – you remember when LeBron finally broke through after losing to the Mavericks, and he won that first one, and then from that point forward, like, he was always great. But then it seems like he just used to, like, leveled up every year after that, and it's not stopped, which is just unfair. Like, I feel like AD can head in that – I'm not saying he's going to be, like, a little baby goat. But like he's gonna, he's he's heading in that like he's heading in that direction, and I cannot wait to watch Shannon Sharp tomorrow. He is going to absolutely <laughs> wild out. I love Shannon Sharp with all of my being. He is my favorite person. Anyway. So let's talk the future for both these franchises because Miami played great in this series. Like they are. I did not expect Miami to put up as much as a fight as they did in this series. In this playoffs, for that matter. In this play, they were the five seed. They weren't supposed to get this far. What do y'all think of Miami going into the future? Do you believe in heat culture? I think they get a, another star in the offseason, and they're right back in contention next year. <laughs> My bias self, I will probably never at least support the idea of heat culture. Because <laughs> I don't care who's on the team. It's always down with the heat with me. But they are definitely – I mean, if they can retain these pieces, I mean, Jimmy Butler has definitely set himself aside. I think he's – this series and this playoffs has definitely uh, pushed him higher into, like, I would say the top players kind of category. And so – 
I, I think a lot of people want to come play for them. I mean, they have a lot of pieces for around that, that team overall, and it's still a very young team overall. So they can only get better. And so that's just going to make the East even more interesting. I'm just thinking next year, and not only for both these teams, but just for the entire league, there is going to be so much parity next year because the Warriors are coming back full full steam ahead. On the East, you have the Nets, which will be emerging now with KD coming back from injury and Kyrie leading that, and not to mention all the other teams. You have Milwaukee, you have Toronto. On the other side, you have Houston, you have Dallas, you have Denver, you have Portland, you have the Suns, who are very young, up-and-coming, like there's going to be the Lakers. Be, yeah, Lakers. I didn't even mention the Lakers. Dallas defending champions. Like the Cavs. I mean, we're. I, I mean, love the commitment. We're almost. Thank you. There's almost like there's. You could probably argue maybe ten to fifteen teams have a legitimate shot of winning a championship. I'm gonna make a bold claim when the season you? starts. I, I know. No. I know. Shocking. Me making a bold claim. When the season starts, there will be 30 teams that have a chance at winning the championship. I disagree with that because of the existence of the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> the poverty franchise. The purgatory franchise. I mean, the Heat are, if you buy into the, the hype of Heat culture, which I think is like, Somewhat a thing, somewhat overhyped. Maybe I just listened to too much Levitard show. I think there is something to having a competent front office. I don't know how much longer Pat Riley is going to be with the Heat, but if he's still there and he's still like endorsing the type of teams that they build, I think that they can be in contention for a long time. I think I also think the Nuggets are a problem in the West. I, I have been swayed. Um, David, to, to think that the Nuggets are a problem in the West. The Warriors are coming back, like Mav said, and who are like – I feel like people are forgetting the fact that they still have Klay Thompson and Steph Curry um, and Draymond Green. Like, but how good be, is Andrew Wiggins really? That's, there's a reason I didn't say Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> well, is Andrew Wiggins as good as Harrison Barnes? Was? I was going to say, I feel like they're a similar level of player. Do you? I feel like Andrew Wiggins isn't as good as Harrison Barnes was in those. Andrew Wiggins is Harrison Barnes light without the cool nickname. <laughs> you don't like Maple Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's something about the Jimmy Butler effect when he was talking about those T-Wolves teams. I don't know how good Andrew Wiggins actually is. I'm not sure either, but I, I like you have to respect the. But it's interesting because like, obviously Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Jay Crowder are not the Warriors starting five. But that emphasis on perimeter play that's been like a focal point for the NBA in the last few years since the Warriors have gotten like had so much success, like are teams now better prepared to handle teams like the Warriors? Do you think? I think so. And I also think that the era of the big is coming back. It just looks like Anthony Davis instead of Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard who just won a wing. Who, who, just both, won a ring. 
They won the wing. Won the wing. <laughs> Mowage. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, yes, next year is going to be a, 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 a great season barring injuries. I hope we can get to see the absolute chaos that will ensue in Brooklyn with Kyrie and Kate <laughs> on the same team. Because having those two on the same team is like – it's a, a Petri dish for drama. And I cannot wait for the toxicity that's going to come out of it. Kyrie over here trying to establish the first NBA co-op <laughs> in league history. You know, I just don't really think we have a head coach. You know, like yeah. I could be that. KD could be that. Man, <laughs> Steve Nash is looking over there like, what? Which, maybe, I mean, Steve Nash is over here reading Karl Marx in his spare time, so maybe he's into it, but. <laughs> uh, down with the bourgeoisie. Yes, comrade. Anything else from this finals? I, um, yeah, I, it, it was, uh, I'm glad this was a boring game. I got to drink my whiskey in peace. It was, I had a good time. Like, my, my leg was, like, doing the shakes in the first quarter. I was like, all right, Lakers, come on. Build a lead. Build a lead. Build a lead. And then they just kept on going. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so this is what it feels like to be comfortable watching a, ba- a basketball game. <laughs> all right. Let's move. Oh, Matt, you have something? No, no. I was just scratching my head. Congrats to the Lakers. And we'll be right back up in a couple of months. January. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is a top five NBA player now. Book it. Uh, let's slow down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler was not the problem at the Timberwolves at the 76ers. Yeah, that looks real bad now, doesn't it? Doesn't it look real bad? Let's talk about how Carolina football, the Tar Heels, are a top five team in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Tw- not, it was le- two years ago that we were a two-win team just with absolutely grim outlook on football. And then Mac Brown comes in and it's not even two years later. We're the number five team in the country in football. I don't care what the situations or the circumstances that are causing us to be the number five team, but we are the number five team in the country and I am dang well going to take it. And on top of that, Georgia and Alabama play this week. They are number two and number three. If we presumably take care of business this week, knock on wood, we would be in a playoff spot right now. (laughs) (laughs) This whole year is dumb. It's a dumb year. No, it's not dumb if we win the national championship. Oh, if we win the national championship. I'm going to take my ring. Deuces. I'm going to take my ring. Um. But yeah, I, I put out the t- uh, tweet earlier today with this. I think it, it is also very poetic with what is coming up this week. Um, in Mac Brown 1.0, uh, one of the highest rankings ever in, uh, in his tenure was when we were number five going into one of the latter weeks in 1997. Yep, that FSU night game. We, we lost to Florida State uh, in a pretty heartbreaking loss, um, and that's what spurred him going to Texas, where he eventually won a national championship, and he actually went winless. I think Hives tweeted out that he's 0-9 in his tenure against Florida State, and now he's come back. We are once again number five in the country, and we're playing Florida State this week. 
and the plot thickens. Not only are we playing Florida State this week, but we're playing Florida State led by the quarterback that without Mac Brown would very well be in a Knowles uniform right now. And like, it's time for revenge season. Like that doesn't like this. That's a storyline that I think needs to be kind of like leaned into a little bit. Like I know the Mac stuff is going to be leaned into, but like the fact that Sam Howell, like he was committed to Florida State, wasn't he? And he yep. flipped. Mm-hmm. Verbal commitment. Like that's a like. Can you imagine where Sam? Like imagine Sam Howell going through the crap that Florida State is going through right now with their coaching staff and their and their and their season. And like between like the Willie Taggart and like their, I don't even know who their coach is now, but like, um, just all of the turmoil and just like, there's a word that I can't use on this podcast, but either way, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, it would be a lot like I don't slide. Sam Howell would have a time behind that offensive line. <laughs> Swiss cheese at Florida State. <laughs> this week we had a um, we had a Big Twelve game against Virginia Tech, in which the only times we did not score a touchdown were on three and outs that would have been converted if we would have not dropped the ball. And the end of the game. And the end of the game in the last kneel down. Offense. It looks like. The one that we were promised at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, dare I say it, Michael Carter and Javante Williams are the best running back tandem in the country. I do not think that's an overstatement. I uh, So Mac Brown said that the greatest improvement you see in a team is between week one and week two. This year, we had week one, and we had literally three weeks off until our next game. And they said that they were treating that next game as the season opener. So we beat BC last week, go into this game this week, and the offense looks leagues better than it did last week. And I, I think that's just that just goes to his point that he was making, that you make great strides between your quote-unquote first game and the next one. Yes, yeah. consistency. And I think the big thing, too, what helped trigger this game, I mean, you have to start off by acknowledging the fact that Virginia Tech had 15 players still out because they were still battling several uh, contact tracing protocols with COVID-19, and a lot of that was affecting the defense overall, where they had 15 players, the majority of which were in the two deep of their secondary. And so, naturally, it, it caused our passing game uh, to be very successful today. Sam finally started connecting on the deep ball more, kind of like we were used to. Yami Brown had two really nice touchdowns of 35-plus yards. Uh, but I think the big thing on our end, too, was bringing back Josh Azudu on the offensive line. Uh, For sure. He's often been touted as one of our best linemen across the board because he can play so many different spots on the line. And then – not to mention you have 400 yards of off, of rushing offense from uh, Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Well, hold on. We took two QB kneels, so it's 399. It was like 398 <laughs> or something. Excuse me. <laughs> hold your horses, Maverick. <laughs> By the way, Michael Carter right now is has 40 carries for over 400 yards. He is averaging 10 yards a carry at the current. That's point. unbelievable. Speaking of the rushing game, one thing I was thinking of when – during this game, something I noticed in our first drive is with those 
everyone out on their offensive line or on their in their defensive backfield. If we could get to the second level, their secondary were not good tacklers whatsoever. So I my whole mindset was get to the second level either with the pass, those short crossing routes, and just make get those receivers in space and let them make a move and force them to tackle. But also the offensive line was doing good about blocking their assignments up front, getting to the second level, and the running backs were just running straight through that secondary. Yeah, it's, a, it's as good of a one-two punch as you could ask for in college football. And if, if, if we can get the deep ball going so that the, the defense has to respect the, the vertical threat, I mean, you, you just saw how it opens up the running game. I mean, I don't care who you put in front of them. I mean, I feel like Michael Carter and Javante Williams are going to get theirs. Yeah, and, and vice versa too, because then you you can just – it just turns into a domino effect because then they start doing well, and then they put more people in the box. Right, the box. Then, you, then you hit the one-on-ones downfield. Your Downey Browns, your Bo Krause, and your Daz Newsoms. Daz Newsoms finally had a really good day at several targets, and he played the short game. And I think that's kind of like the good mix where I would say Diami is the more downfield go-route threat, whereas Diami, or excuse, more as Daz, is more the person catch it in the center of the field and let him get let him create his own space and then let him run. He does, mm-hmm. As Mac Brown said, Love it. It's It's cool looking at this team and thinking conceivably that there's – a pretty like there could be a decent amount of like NFL talent on this team. Like there are some plays that were made that it's like, I like, I, and I was listening to some stuff and they were talking about how like Chaz Surratt is playing himself into the first round. And I'm like, can you, can y'all believe that crap? Like years ago, we two, were, I was we going to say two years ago, would you have believed that we Chaz had, Surratt was going to be we a had first the, round pick? <laughs> the forward pass, that overhead pass, the soccer pass. It's come such a long way. Such and now he's way. like, sunning dudes on the defensive end, like looking like a little mini uh, Luke Keekly over there. But, um, and then there was one play that I was impressed with. I think it was Gemmel. Is that, isn't that his name? Jeremiah, Jeremiah Gemmel, Gemmel, yeah. Where he just like took the best possible angle at this QB as he was trying to like split outside for a run. And he, like the closing speed on that was just like ridiculous. Um mm-hmm. But like I said, like I think Sam is 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 going to be a top QB next year. Um, He's going to change his name to Samuel and force the Bears to trade up to take him. Uh, I think Chaz will will get drafted. I think like the Fox brothers, like they're doing well. Like like the it's encouraging to see obvious talent on this team. And it's all the brothers. Cocky Brown who had himself a game. Yeah. I, I think that I had no idea where I was going with this. Since Carolina's a top five team, we're going to Florida State next week. Florida State put up more of a fight than I expected against Notre Dame. Their last six halves have not looked as bad as the football played before that. Um, after they woke up, after Jacksonville State put up a lead against them, they they've looked not as bad, but they certainly haven't looked good. It would be great to get a pass rush through their turnstile offensive line. 
Carolina's defense looked a lot better against, especially their run defense looked a lot better against Syracuse and Boston College. You weren't necessarily interested in running the ball. Virginia Tech was interested in running the ball and ripped off a couple good runs, especially in the second half. I'm interested to see how that goes forward in the in our next game. And like I said, it's very different circumstances too. Where Syracuse and Boston College definitely do not have strong running offenses this year compared to years past. Uh, whereas uh, Virginia Tech got a stud, quite honestly, in the transfer portal in Khalil Herbert. I mean. That kid's going to be playing on Sundays. Uh, so, I mean, that, that was – in my mind, it was going to be a given, not to mention we were out Ray Bahasek on the defensive line. I think he would have still helped out in some ways stopping the run. But at the same time, that was – that they have several weapons in speed. They have Burmeister. They have Hendon Hooker as well uh, as quarterback positions that can be very agile, very quick, and can make plays on their own. So that, that was going to be a very strong part of their offense. And honestly, I, th- I think that the, what helped, and that was kind of like one of my keys to the beginning, was for us to start out quickly because I know too well, I am a fan of a team that also likes to run the ball consistently. And the whole thing is, is they want to run the ball. They want to limit the time of possession so that you can't uh, score too much on them. But, and then we did really well. We got uh, three and outs really early on got up to the 21-0 lead, and then when you get in that kind of situation, it kind of gets more difficult to establish a run game because then it becomes a double-edged sword. Sure, it might be getting you yards, but it is bleeding time, and you don't have time to be able to give in those kind of situations. Just a quick update. J.R. Smith's shirt is off. Um, He is on (laughs) Instagram Instagram Live. Yeah, he he is live on Instagram, and his shirt is off. I just wanted to give that update i'm sure everyone needed to know that so next week i believe on oh go ahead math all i was gonna say too I, we, I, to your point too i think this was definitely a little bit more of a challenge uh, compared to syracuse and boston college and it was also a thing like we all said storm duck out we did rotate in a lot of players in and out we had cam kelly coming in kyler mcmichael coming in in the secondary now we had a lot of younger players coming in. I, and I think that definitely showed some of the inexperience overall where there's definitely lots of busted coverages. They had some pretty uh, good plays downfield. And as we saw, they we had two separate instances of 21-point leads and they both disintegrated. Um, and so they definitely put up a fight at the end, but we came around, uh, we ended up, what was it, uh, 56-45? Mm-hmm. Which, I think so. But that's the most points we've ever scored on Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, did someone say that that was the most points in an ACC game? That doesn't sound right. I don't think no, so. No, that's not right because we've about hung 70 on Duke um, in yeah. 2015. But they, only, they didn't score 20, though. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, this was over 100 points. I couldn't think of one. Oh, you mean like the over-under? No, no, the most points combined by the two teams in an ACC game. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I I wouldn't be surprised because that was um, (laughs) – it was a bunch of points. It may be a comfortable amount of points. Um, Also, LOL at Salty Virginia Tech. 
at that game. But we can move on from that quickly. Let's get to the NFL so we can get Aaron out of here. The Browns are winning football games? The Browns are back. I mean, I think... Back the, from where? The, where where are they back from? <laughs> well, you know, the last time that we were 4-1, and one, our head coach was a man named Bill Belichick, and our defensive coordinator was a man named Nick Saban. What year was that? 1994. So not, not the Browns, you mean the Ravens? No, they are the Browns. We <laughs> have the history of the old Browns. I don't buy um, that. Well, you don't buy reality then. <laughs> I, I think that the the simplest way to put it is we put up 32 points on who has been the best defense in the NFL up to this point, and I feel like we didn't play that great. From coming from an AFC South fan, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me reiterate: the Browns are back. Sure, sure. No, I'll give you your prop. I'll give you your props. They're a fun team to watch. They run the ball even when Nick Chubb went out. I mean, they ran that ball like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Kareem so Hunt is good. Uh, we've got like – we have running backs like Carolina has running backs, I feel like. So we'll see if they can keep it up. I mean, I know they're a talented team. This is what I thought they would look like last year. So we'll see how they, how they do it. Baker looks better, looks a little more comfortable. Hopefully his rib is okay. I know he hurt himself at the end – or he yeah. got hurt at the end of the game, but – but regardless, good for you. Yeah, and the defense leaves some stuff to be desired, but when our offense is playing this good, the defense doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. Anything else? Or are you going to go ahead and take off or stick with us for another five minutes? Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I don't know. The Indians lost. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, but the Browns are back. That is all that actually matters. <laughs> so, yeah, I will leave you with that, and I will talk to you all later. Firing. <laughs> Bye. The Titans play Tuesday. They play the Bills on Tuesday. Because they don't know how to keep six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 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 been just a, a roller coaster uh, for the Titans. We have not been tightening up very well. <laughs> you tighten up your damn COVID for protocols. <laughs> but there it sounds like there was a whole thing where there was an investigation with of a potential unauthorized practice, but now it has come out as far as I think I saw where it might have been the day before and it was misconstrued as the day after the, the we were they were advised to stop all activities, but it's still just a mess right now. They still haven't they're still gathering all the facts uh, with everything. We'll see how that goes. I still think we're gonna be probably penalized at least in some way, shape or form given how many players have turned positive where obviously something is probably not being done properly, but, and we're already pretty depleted and now we're going into a pretty good bills team where we're without basically our entire wide receiver core. And we have several defensive players out as well. Uh, This is probably going to be our first loss of the season. So I'm, I'm just preparing for it. I will keep it. That game, you're playing against the Bills. I have been on the Josh Allen train since week two of last year. The rest of y'all are back bandwagoners. I tried to tell y'all about Josh Allen. I said, is Josh Allen good, actually? And y'all laughed at me. I tried to tell y'all. He is the football equivalent of a true wild card. No, he's a football chaotic neutral. He's chaotic (laughs) neutral. 
he's the most entertaining quarterback because it's either going to be amazing or hilarious, no in between. <laughs> I really appreciate that for my quarterback. He's the NFL box of chocolates. You, never <laughs> you know really what never know what you're going to get. <laughs> we'll move on to the Panthers and Falcons. The Falcons, who have fired their GM and head coach. David, I don't think you got a chance to watch this game. I, think you I didn't. I was on the road. Um, but Lauren was keeping me updated. Shout out to my fiance. Um, but uh, – I don't know exactly how the game went. I know Mike Davis was having a good game. I know Robbie uh, – Robbie, is it Robbie or Robbie? Robbie. Robbie Anderson, okay. Robbie Anderson was having a great game. He had like eight receptions and like 117 yards or something. The fact that he never went over 1,000 yards like blew my mind, and then I remember he was on the Jets. So, <laughs> so it then stopped blowing my mind. But regardless, um, the fact that the Panthers have a winning record right now is the a, fact that the Panthers are tied for first in the South. Well, one, the South sucks. <laughs> and two, well, you know what? I can't even say that. You know why? Because the NFC East exists. So <laughs> I can't even say the NFC South is like the poverty like division. Like <laughs> it's, it's the NFC East, but the NFC South, the, sorry, the fact that the, the Panthers are tied for the lead for NFC South have a winning record. And, and I know the, the Falcons are down right now, but I feel like the Panthers are winning because they're being well coached. Not in, like they're not winning in spite of bad coaching is what I'm gathering from. Yeah, it's not in spite, it's for sure not in spite of bad coaching. It is a huge turnaround from the first two weeks of the season. The first two weeks, I mean, you can go back and listen a couple episodes ago. I was ready to get Matt Rule out. Here, I, I was too. I, didn't, I I was looking for every excuse to get that little boy out of here. <laughs> but he, I feel like he's starting to learn to flow in an NFL game. It is a huge adjustment. I, it's an adjustment for me to watch NFL football, watching college football the day before. Coaching it has to be like a whirlwind to get your head around. It looks like he's starting to learn the flow of an NFL game. And it's pretty. Joe Brady's calling a great – like, the past three weeks when we've been winning, he's been calling great games. So has Phil Snow on the defensive end. So I just hope that he keeps it up when – because he's doing this with Mike Davis. And, no, like, no disrespect to Mike Davis, but, like, I'm just looking forward to having Christian McCaffrey back and able to be used as a weapon. And Teddy's been playing well enough, like, and, and, and the receivers are getting open. I wish Curtis Samuel can get more involved, but with Robbie Anderson, with D.J. Moore, I feel like we have enough firepower to, to beat – dangerous and that's all I ask I know you weren't watching but today we lined up Curtis um, Samuel as a running back and he rushed for a first down on third down it was it was like yes do the Bill Belichick thing you have Cordero Patterson use him as a running back you have Curtis Samuel use him as a running back so but it's it's encouraging light I don't have I still don't have any expectations I said at the beginning of the season I have no expectations for the Panthers if they're not going to tank this season, like show what you got, figure out what you need and keep improving. And, you know, and it makes me sad because I wish I could have seen Cam in, 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 in Carolina with a competent coaching staff, but seeing him in, in, in New England with a competent coaching staff will have to do for now, I guess. Let's try to rapid fire since it's very late at night and it's time for us to get to bed. Um, right now, the Vikings are down two to the Seahawks. They're playing well right now, but they are down two. 
the Raiders beat the Chiefs today. The Raiders are now three and two. The Chiefs fall to a four and one. The Raiders have been competitive in every single game they've played. My, I guess the the Patriots game wasn't super competitive, but not like they were blown out. I just don't like Gruden. I, just, I don't I, either. <laughs> I can't bring myself to like that man. But Derek Carr is showing me like what he showed in 2017. I can't believe this man's been in the league for like seven years now. But Derek Carr is looking as good as he did when like his third year in the league, which is impressive for him to get back to that point. The Jets suck moving on. The Eagles suck moving on. But the Steelers look pretty good with, um, with Ben Roethlisberger back at quarterback. Washington, L.A. Rams. Alex Smith, welcome back to the league. How do we feel about this? Okay, so so obviously I didn't get to watch the game, but I'm assuming Kyle Allen got hurt or something. Yeah, Kyle Allen started the game and got hurt. Did they ever say why Dwayne Haskins ended up third on the QB? He, he had a stomach virus today, and so that pushed him further down. Yeah, non-coronavirus illness. Okay. Um, I, I was seeing uh, – I was seeing the Bomani side of it on Twitter as I was like, I like stopped at a gas station right when Bomani was talking about it, feeling com- uncomfortable about it. And then I was seeing other people being like, Oh, this is such a great story. His family's in there. And it's like, it's hard to like, tell. it's like, I think I kind of fall in the middle where it's like good for him for coming back, but also Holy crap, this man, I feel so like, I feel like he's going to break. And it's like, he's literally like, he almost died <laughs> doing this. And they were like, Here's Aaron Donald. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, man, it's tough. I don't know how he did, but. Uh, I am not looking at his stat line right now. He was, just from watching, he was fine. It just makes me very uncomfortable. And maybe this is cognitive dissonance for me because literally what happened to him could happen to any other quarterback. By the way, he was 9 of 17 for 37 yards. He was sacked six times. What? <laughs> oh. that, man. Well, at least we know it holds up. <laughs> Welcome to the league. Your titanium <laughs> leg works. Um, but, yeah. That was test. <laughs> it just makes me really uncomfortable. And maybe it shouldn't because, it, like I said, it could happen to anyone in the league right now, as we saw with Dak Prescott, who we'll get to in a second. It, it just – I. it is commendable that he was able to get back, but I don't think that he would be able to get back with a franchise other than Washington. So, Matt, do you have any thoughts on, on Alex Smith? I was very excited to see him back. It was very nerve-wracking, though, because Aaron Donald surely gave him a, a welcome back, <laughs> immediately throwing him on the ground. But – to think that like this man almost died because of that injury, because of the complications that came from it, and all the surgeries that were required just to get it back to being some semblance of normal, I think that is a really cool thing to see. It's still the Washington football team, though. Yeah, they're going to do what they do. The Bengals and the Ravens. The Ravens are good. The Bengals are not moving on. Jacksonville and Houston, both teams are bad, but Houston won their first game of the season. Also, this first game without Bill O'Brien, the head coach slash general manager. So we'll see where this franchise heads in the future. The Eric Bieniemy sweepstakes has already begun. 
did we did we mention at any point the the rumors about JJ Watt blowing up at Bill O'Brien and potentially getting him fired? No, but I have seen. I haven't like seen. Oh no, Jared Smith ended his life. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch that after. <laughs> premium content right there. <laughs> I know. Um, I I saw like I wasn't like reading reading about it, but I saw like some tweets about it that I was scrolling past. But hey, as we've seen with um, LeBronathan James, LeBron James, you can get a coach fired if you have a big enough star power. And you should have done this years ago, honestly. Uh, the 49ers are fraudulent. They always have been. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I just really don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not, and it's not even personal. It's just the people that defend him to the ends of the earth. I don't know what football they're watching. Um, but he got outplayed by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, by the way, I think they're showing a replay of the uh, Virginia Tech game, which I might watch a little bit of. And also, the- um, T's and P's out there for Bronny James because um, LeBron's coming home. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh, poor kid! Poor kid! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the, the the last game we have are the Cowboys and Giants. Dak Prescott um, really tees and pees up for Dak Prescott because I did not see the injury. From all accounts, it was gruesome. I am yeah, not uh, it out. I saw it. It was not good. They did, his, they did announce it. It was a compound fracture and dislocation of the ankle. I thought his shoe slipped off. And then I saw the ankle go like – it was bad. It I was like very- how I got a notification. Dak Prescott broke an ankle. It was like, thank you, Bleacher Report. Yes, we, we, we saw it. <laughs> it was bad because I thought he had a cramp at first because he was grabbing his calf and it looked like it was re- like really tight. And I was like, hmm, he looks like he has a bad cramp. And then I looked down and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's why he's tense. Uh, I just feel bad because that man – like. Screw the franchise tag. This is the whole reason why these dudes need to get their freaking money. Mm-hmm. Bull crap. Uh, another update. Cal Kuzma is now without a shirt. <laughs> the, the, the shirtless plague is Wait, spreading. Is Boogie Cousins a champion? No, but Deion Wears is. Is he still on the roster, though? Well, they, well, they did waive him, but I didn't know if that's if the, if it was like a medical waiver and that like is a loophole. I'm pretty positive. De- well, oh, are we talking about Dion or are we talking about a uh, Boogie? Boogie, that's a good point. I don't think he gets a ring. I don't think so, but I'm not totally sure. Um, I hate it. The last game on Thursday, the Bears and Bucks. Um, Tom Brady had a, a bit of a senior moment at the end of that game. <laughs> Uh, and did not shake Nick Foles' hand, which everyone made a big deal out of, which is, like, if you're someone who makes a big deal out of other, quarter, other quarterbacks doing that thing, um, and you don't make a big deal out of this one, I'm looking at you like you're the imposter in Among Us. I don't mind either of those things. So, like, whatever, he's a competitive person, I get it. But some of y'all looking a little funny in the light. How did, how did Among Us go the other day? Oh yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. We it's a um, fun game. The, the people we were playing it, the imposters were too good, so we had to go to <laughs> to one one imposter out of eight. 
think that made it it made it more fun and it made the sneaky sneak more fun too but yeah mm -hmm. i like among us it's fun anything else Anything else with this show? Do, I feel like this is like a, a really rapid pace, go, go, go kind of show. But, um. I get to settle down. I'm, I'm finally settling down after this this weekend, so I'm ready to – the NBA season's done. I'll be watching more college college football, NFL, um, and hopefully I can get back into the swing of content and stuff. Hey, how about this for a teaser for next week? Next week, we'll talk college basketball. We'll talk, we'll um, talk about how Carolina basketball is looking this year. Heck yeah. In the preseason. Undefeated season. season. Undefeated, we're coming for you. Starting with Maui. <laughs> Maui and <laughs> <in> Nashville. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. On Bye, everybody.